When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Also a trade in the NHL to tell you about today. Two Chicago defenseman Calvin DeHaan and forward Alexi Sorella. Two Carolina defenseman Gustav Forsling and goaltender Anton Forsberg. Oilers development camp underway. Uh, it is open to the public. You can go to the Oilers website to find out uh, when and where you should go. Billy Moore's Cup at 6 p.m. on Thursday, so we'll keep you updated on that one. And of course we have the Eskimos next game on Thursday. They're at Winnipeg, 5 o'clock countdown to kickoff. Game at 6.30. Eskimos Coaches Show with Morley Scott and Jason Moss coming up in half an hour. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Very special guest on the line, and I believe I should start this interview, and I know she'll correct me if I'm wrong, by saying happy birthday. Is that correct, Jolena? That is correct. Thank you. Well, thank you for making time for me on your birthday, two days uh, after you defend your two uh, world title belts, so I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you, you'll won again, so I, I, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you're feeling great. Um, you know, every fight's probably a little different. How would you sum this one up? You know, this one was great. It was uh, it was tough. Like, we knew she was going to come to fight. Uh, she was exactly the way I thought she would be, a little tornado, a little pit bull. Um, you know, where I think it was a little different was she was a lot tougher, I suppose, uh, physically than I expected. Like, I hit her with a nice, clean right hand. I dropped her in the seventh round. And normally, I don't think people would get up from that kind of punch, and, and she did, and, and she ended up, you know, fighting her way through the rest of the fight. So um, I think I was, the only thing that really surprised me or took me off balance was the fact that she was, she was a little tougher than I expected. Uh, Vicia Travato, your opponent on uh, Saturday night, you won by unanimous decision 98-91, 98-91, and 97-92. You mentioned the knockdown in the seventh. Your record goes to 39-10-2. You keep the WBA and WBC featherweight belts. Uh, take me a little bit more about that knockdown. Like When you're delivering a punch, did you feel like, yeah, this one's really going to connect and, and, and maybe do some damage, or was it maybe more like, oh, I, she's down? No, like I, you know, I hit her with the clean right hand and she went down and, and I kind of paused for a second because I was like, is she going to get up or should I go to my corner type thing? Um, but, you know, you go to the corner and at that point, I mean, she was probably was getting a little sloppy, a little dirty. Um, you know, I have, I've, I've eaten a few headbutts and I was lucky I didn't get cut too bad. Um, so I kind of wanted it to be over at that moment, but you're, you know, I was fully prepared to fight right to the end, and, and that's kind of what it turned out to be. Okay. Uh, in, in terms of your preparation for this one, I, I mean, we've, we've told the story several times about the, the the weight between bouts because of everything that was going on, but but you, you, you got here. It was unfortunately over a year between uh, between fights for you. 
Um, did it did it feel differently stepping back? In, like I know it's what you do for a living, but that's a long time between actually competing. So how did it feel with with the long break in between fights? You know, I think it um, I think it showed a little bit that I had a little bit of ring rust in the first couple of rounds. It took me a little bit to settle in and get comfortable, um, which is always kind of crappy. We already are behind. We only fight ten two minute rounds, so you always kind of like. Um, are a little concerned when you're, when you're a little rusty, but you know, it was quickly shaken off. We did a lot, lots of great rounds sparring. Um, you know, I had a couple of great sparring partners, uh, a couple of kids from Southside, Paige and Dennis, and then I started with McKenna, who just turned pro and got some rounds of camp. So I had a lot of different looks. So I think that helped um, shaking it off quite quickly. Um, but it's definitely not ideal, you know, I think. I was a little slow on some of my snappy delivered punches, which um, kind of takes away from a few of, of the, the, you know, the punches that probably could have knocked her out. Um, it kind of took away from that. You mentioned that, that she was pretty tough. Was there anything about her that uh, that surprised you? And I know she doesn't have as many fights as you but I, I remember when you were in studio about a month ago you said the record might be deceiving because she might have some fights that maybe weren't uh weren't logged properly i think, I think more amateur i was saying more amateur more, sorry, more amateur had, fights okay probably had a long amateur career than i did but um you know i i don't think there was anything really that surprised me um i was expecting her fitness i was expecting her to be tough i was expecting her to be able to take a punch so I wouldn't say we were surprised. We we usually come in quite quite prepared, and you know, Milan did a lot of um, of watching the footage, and you know, I watched her a few times, kind of knew it to what to anticipate and and how we were going to go about it. So I don't I don't think I was really thrown off by anything she did. I think the only thing that really surprised me was when the decisions were being read, the lack of respect that her team had for. Um, me, the sport, and and I think in fact that there were guests in our hometown. So, so what like what happened there? Oh, the coach came up to me, and when they were reading the score, got in my face and was telling me how we stole the decision and this and that. And it was just quite disrespectful, and and um, you know, it was, honestly, it was embarrassing. Uh, d- d- does he realize all three judges scored like it wasn't? You didn't win ninety five, ninety four. No, I'm aware. I, I you know, Apparently and, he wasn't. And, and you want to know what's actually really funny is that um, with the WBC rules, you have the you have the scores in the corner after the fourth round and after the eighth round. So, bro, you already knew you were losing the fight. Why are you making a, a scene at the end? Well, that's a, now. Did she, did she make a scene as, as well, or was it mainly her no, handlers? No, it was it was her handler, like her people. I mean, she shook her head, but what are you going to do? You're not going to be like, yeah, I lost. Right. Well, but, you know, I think I think that was the only the only thing that I, I can look back and be like, wow, that was kind of embarrassingly. I was I was embarrassed for them. So. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. That's it's a and I mean, you had a fight uh, on Canada Day two years ago in France, where I think it wound up with a split decision, and I know you thought, okay, but I mean, you didn't come on with me and. Uh, complain about it you thought that's how it went I got to get in the ring and win the next one right yeah yeah I mean we didn't it was exactly it like I've lost the decision uh, 
I've lost the decision that I didn't think was as widespread in, in Argentina, and we didn't cause a scene in the ring or to the people there. You know, we were disappointed, but at the end of the day, this is a fight game, and these things happen. All right, so I, I know it's uh, less than 48 hours since you won. I, I Usually I wouldn't ask you this, but because you, when you were here about a month ago, it was a bit of a storyline about that you know it'd be great to unify the the women's featherweight belts um so what's what's next I, 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 is it too early for me to ask or can you give us a bit of a um, I think it's, it, you know it's, it's a little bit too early i mean um we're not sure we had a couple of things, a couple irons in the before the fight but i mean we are we don't like to um to plan too far in advance every fight's a fight you know, in the world championship level, you know every fight is going to be tough. And it is the fight game and anything happens. So we try not to plan too far in advance. Um, but we definitely have some options coming up, probably not till the fall. Um, you know, I actually went, um, we thought I broke, potentially broke my hand, but it's just really badly sprained. So I went for x-rays today. So I'll definitely need some time to heal. Um that and, and kind of get healthy and then get back to the drawing board all right well it, it's great to have you on the show thanks for taking time on your birthday today and uh, awesome that you won again Jelena we'll be in touch everybody's really happy for you thank you uh, thank you so much for having me on that is the WBA and WBC featherweight champ Jelena Mergenovic uh, a convincing uh, unanimous decision that, that apparently the uh, other boxers teamed it. I mean, I gave the, the judges scorecards, 98-91, 98-91, and 97-92. So I think if the judges see it that way, it's uh, it, it was pretty convincing. You know, I was coming back from Vancouver, so unfortunately I didn't get to attend the fight. But she wins again. Uh, she wins again. One of the best... Edmonton athletes of all time for sure. Do we still have the uh, fast track indoor karting passes, Kellen? We do. Uh, all right, first caller through seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll get those. Uh, man, we've been given weird. Are we the most generous show on Chet? We might. We might be. We're just nice human beings, Kellen. Morley Scott's going to step in. Uh, Blue Jays now down five two in the sixth. Morley and I will tee up the Eskimos coaches show. Oh, we got to talk about the uh, the. Pen- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline only kick today too uh and uh, to win the pass is Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Always get more on uh, the Oilers draft picks on 630ched.com, the latest on the Eskimos as well, and we'll be talking a lot about those teams throughout the week. 
And, of course, Morley Scott with the Eskimos Coaches Show coming up in a few minutes. I want to talk about this today. Canada eliminated from the Women's World Cup. They lose 1-0 to Sweden in the round of 16. Good matchup. Canada fifth in the world, Sweden ninth. Canada, a lot of pressure in the second half. Uh, about 20 minutes to go, they get a penalty kick. And, and here's, here's the thing with women's soccer. I, I, I Look, I, I know there are many of you that, that follow the team and know all the players. But I think we have to be, you have to be fair. There are a lot of people, Morley, you say women's Canadian. You know what? You say Canadian soccer. Christine Sinclair. Yeah, you say her before probably, yeah. the, well, Alfonso anyone. Davies. Anyone. He, he I mean, played, especially played. in Edmonton because we saw her come to life, basically. Yeah. Whatever, how many years ago that well, was? Well, that was only four years ago. Yeah. She was already a No, well, no. Well, I, mean, before, kid, I mean, in the like under in 18. In 01 or 02, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. So if, if I were, and I know a lot of you know what happened in the match, but if... You were to say, okay, Canada had a penalty kick in today's game. Who took it? You'd say Sinclair. Christine Sinclair. It was not. It was Janine Becky, and uh, she was stopped. Here's Becky after the game. You know, I'm, I'm confident in my penalty. I thought I hit it really well. I thought she made a really good save. Um, you know, it's the big moments. Those are the moments that you live for, and you get all the glory if it goes in, and you take the blame it feels like when you miss. So uh, that'll stay with me for a long time. Whose decision was it? Was the coach's decision the players decided for you to take it? Christine actually asked me if I wanted to take it, um, and that's a big moment for me and um, yeah I, it's it's going to be hard for a while alright and here's Sinclair on why she said to Becky why don't you take the kick yeah, I mean we have a, a group of players on this team that I are pretty comfortable taking PKs we practice them all the time and I mean, Hedvig had saved uh, my PK in the Algarve, and I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Janine miss. And so I went up to her, I'm like, it's yours if you want it. And I mean, I have all the trust in the world in her. And uh, that's what I said to her after the game. I'm like, did you shoot it where you wanted to? She's like, yeah. I'm like, then you have to credit the keeper. She made a world-class save, and you know, we move on. Okay, now if you haven't seen the highlight, you and you will if you're going to watch highlights today, if you haven't already, because the game was this afternoon. It was a great save. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely a great save. There's there's no doubt about it. It wasn't a flubbed kick or kick right at the goalie. I mean, the Swedish keeper had to had to dive and kick it. Uh, but, but Morley, you're you're kind of like what's what's well. What's going it's on? it's first thing first. I want to ask you a couple questions here. You said in women's soccer, is it the same in men's soccer that the players decide? Well, no. It's up to the team. Like yeah. the team can decide who so, makes the penalty the penalty kicks. Yeah. So usually they would have a penalty kicker. Yeah. So the way Sinclair worded it and other stuff I read today is that they have a group of players who are their penalty kick yeah. takers. It's a group of those three or four or whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, Becky's obviously a very good player, but Sinclair has scored more goals <laughs> than, than anyone. It, than anyone. Yeah. Uh, it, you, do you want it? It's yours. And Becky should have said, "No, Christine, you kick it." Uh, it's it's Wayne Gretzky all over again from from no, but that was Naga. purely a coach's decision. That was, that was purely that's, Mark that's Crawford. That surprises and that was with five shooters. That surprises me that the coach did not does not make that decision. That seems a little strange to, to me. me as well. But I guess maybe you think against the now Sinclair did say and then she said the Algarve. That's another tournament that that women play in. That's for women's soccer. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, I've I'd been stopped by this goalie before. Yep. So yep. I was going to... The reasoning, when you hear it, the reasoning all makes sense, but it just seems unfathomable to think that the greatest soccer player, woman soccer player this country has ever turned out doesn't take the most that important it's not automatic, kick yeah. Of the, yeah. I mean, the game in Edmonton, who, who they, whoever they played in the very first match, 
So I went to that one. Sinclair, they I was in Spruce Grove. Sinclair <laughs> got a penalty kick and scored. Yeah. And yeah. they won 1-0. It, it and seems like a good okay, formula. So, but here, here's the thing, and I guess this is kind of the fun what if situation that that people listening can put themselves in this situation. You're yours, you're Janine Becky, or you're Sinclair's teammate, and you're a pretty damn good player in your own right, obviously. Yep. yep. And Sinclair says to you, "Do you want to do it?" I mean, do you actually say no? No, and, you don't. And, and like shirk, that's those shirk from it. Those athletes are programmed to want the spotlight. They want to, to be want the, the to, alpha. They all want to score the goal. Right. And and I I got no problem with her taking it. I mean, it's just, it, the weirdest thing to me is that the coach doesn't decide it because the coach. But they don't have. You're the one. Yeah. That does this. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's a that's a coach's decision to make, right? So that he can be blamed instead of the players. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Sinclair is stopped. And, but see again, it, it was a good penalty kick. If she fires at 18 well, feet over the that's, net, that's that's the whole thing, though. If Sinclair is stopped, what are we talking about right now? Swedish goalie. Yeah, and the Canada couldn't. Well, I mean, really, they didn't score a lot in the tournament. At, at least they had Christine Sinclair kick the kick, right? But your she best. Didn't, so your now best. we're second guessing, right? And and here's the thing. Every now, this is the, the you can't coach by what the general public thinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the saying for coaches and managers? If you if start you thinking look, like a fan, you're, you're going to be sitting, sitting with, them. with them. Yeah, but, but right. But it, the perception is Sinclair was the best player to take that kick. Mm-hmm. Sinclair in that moment, no, Didn't here's sound the thing: all that she thought that she well, shouldn't be the one to take it. Yeah. I mean, you would think Sinclair would have taken it if she thought she was the well, right one yeah, to take it. And it was to tie the game. Not, not so much it. that she didn't think she should take it. She was just waffling on if she was the best person to take it, right? So right. in her mind, there was a bit of doubt. In her mind, the door was open a crack, so she let the other girl take it. So I don't know. We'll talk about it for a while, probably, I'm guessing, right? Well, for today. Yeah. yeah I don't know if today. it's going to linger as long as the 98 penalty shots. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As the, as the that's 98. True. Just get Mark Crawford on and see what he thinks <laughs> about that decision. <laughs> get Mark Crawford on for his, yeah. his reaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll be talking about more. But, uh, but again, they, they lost 1-0, and that was to tie the game. So yeah. theoretically, you still you were still keep playing. You, right? you still yeah. got to keep playing. Still, yeah. still could have lost. But that's the that's see that's like uh, Kawhi's shot in Game Seven. If he didn't hit that shot, they didn't lose. They would just gone to overtime. They would have gone right. overtime. Yeah, yeah. But if Pascal Siakam would have taken that shot and missed, then, then it would have been would... like, why is the ball not in Leonard's hands exactly. unless he's quadruple teamed or yes. tackled or yeah. something? <laughs> True. Uh, good talker. Uh, speaking of a uh, little bit of hoops. We got tickets to the Stingers game on Friday. They're Excellent. playing the Niagara River Lions. We have to, how, how many do we have, Kellen? Oh, one second. Let me just grab the well, sheet anyway, here. Anyway, 780-496-0063. Kellen will give away as many tickets as we have. Wow. We'll just give away. So grab a it's bushel of your friends. Two four-packs. Two four-packs. So we're going to have two winners. That's right. For the Stingers against the Niagara River Lions. Exactly. Second best name in the league the after the Lions. Hamilton like Honey that. Badgers. The, the Honey Badgers are good. That is a good name. Yes. The, it's not it, the soccer names for the new Canadian soccer like that is those they got some strange names in there. Well, there's yeah, the York Calvary Nine. FC, the York Nine, which I think it refers to the number of counties. Yeah, I think so. And and the the Cavalry FC, that's Calgary. They yeah, all have FC in them. It's like oh, they spelled Calgary wrong. No, no, it's yeah. Cavalry FC. Valor FCs when I know them now. Pacific FCs in Victoria. I thought they had a floating stadium on the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> which would look pretty cool. Well, you they know, do. It it's could, Vancouver Island. It could double as a it could double as a layer for a Bond villain. <laughs> would you like to play my team, Mister Bond? <laughs> They'll destroy you. Uh, all right. Well, the Eskimos are two and zero. Yeah. What do you think the coach is going to say? Is, he, he, is the coach he's upset gonna, about the penalties? I would think he is. 
I would think he's he is. He's not happy about it. He them. can't be happy about it, for sure. I mean, it hasn't cost him yet. That's but they're he, winning. Last year, they took penalties and they lost. Well, to a certain extent, yeah. I think it, it's weird. I know Blake kind of brought this up about last year. He said that um, when they got the penalties under control, that's kind of when they started going, they went three and six down right. the stretch, that's right? That's a good point. You know, he said, take the edge off of it. I don't know. Uh, they're not getting, penalties aren't beating them right now. They're, they're taking penalties. They're taking too many penalties, and they're taking penalties at bad times. I mean, what a, that, that first drive. I mean, they sack Riley on the first play, and then they get to him two more times in the next two plays, but take penalties both times. All take right. them on the field, they end up scoring a touchdown. Jason Moss with Morley Scott from 7.30 to 8. Tomorrow... More from Oilers Development Camp. Edmonton native Jeff Hecht, Blue Bombers safety. Speaking of guys that uh, frustrated wow. the BC Lions. What a vision that was. That's <laughs> one of my sticking visions from uh, week one of the CFL was him making the chicken wing at, uh, at Deron Carter. Morley and Moss coming up next. Thanks for listening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.